We're going to talk today about a fundamental dilemma which we find ourselves in as as B'nai Torah because some of the instructions, some of the statements that are given to us in Chazal about what our obligations, our responsibilities are in the realm of Talmud Torah sound almost impossible to accomplish. Sounds very forbidding. How will we ever be able to live according to some of the teachings of Chazal? The Medrash says, Pesach says, the Novi says, I place before you the path of life and the path of death. And the Medrash goes on to say, somebody who is mevatel Torah doesn't spend his time properly learning Torah. It's as if he denies the very existence of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shelo nosan Torah liYisrael. Ela kedeshi yasku bo yomav alayla. Hashem gave us the Torah to the Jewish people so that we will be studying it. The Osek in Torah. Involve the Torah. Yomav alayla. Day and night. Shenemar, the Pesach says in Yoshua, Hagisa bo yomav alayla. You have to study Torah day and night. And if you take some time off and you're wasting your time, you're doing something which is a non-Torah activity, it sounds like you're doing something which is which is very bad. Kofir Bakarid Baruch So we're going to talk about a little bit about human psychology from a from a Torah perspective. We're used to thinking about the dichotomy between the body and the soul. We have a goof, a body, which has needs and appetites, which we have to satisfy. We have to make sure that our bodies are healthy. We have to make sure that they're well-nourished, the body is well-nourished. We have to exercise it, make sure that our muscles are moving, are in good shape, all the other various parts of our body, we know they have to take care of the body. And that's something which we all live with, we're all very aware of. When a person grows a little bit in his spirituality, becomes aware that there is also a neshama, a soul, a divine soul, a spark from the above, and that soul is, that neshama, is spiritual. That neshama, as Chazal tell us, would rather not be in this world in the first place. It felt much more comfortable up, up above somewhere in the purely spiritual realm. But Nebuch, the poor neshama, has to find its way down here into, into, the, into the physical world. 
but the nourishment and the sustenance of the neshama is Torah and mitzvahs. When we learn Torah, when we internalize Torah, when it becomes part of us, so then that neshama feels good. That neshama feels elevated. That neshama has reached its purpose. It feels right at home. That's where the neshama wants to be. When we exercise the neshama by using it properly, using its kochos properly, by helping it do mitzvos and the mitzvos of the Torah, the, the, the neshama feels that this is what it's here for and it feels properly taken care of. So those are the two aspects of the dichotomy which I think we're more or less accustomed to. And what we need to introduce into our thinking is a middle category, which in the swarm is called the nefesh. Generally speaking, we translate nefesh also as a kind of word which which is synonymous with soul. But the nefesh is very different than the neshama. The nefesh is part of us which is where we want things, where we need things where we have certain fundamental psychological needs, emotional needs, and and sometimes those needs are physically, are attached to the physical as well, right? that if those are not satisfied, our nefesh is very, very unhappy. If a nefesh doesn't have love and care and closeness and friendship, if a nefesh doesn't have right, what it needs to satisfy its longing for uh, for beauty, for aesthetic satisfaction so then the nefesh feels very compromised, the nefesh feels right. I just read that there was a guy who uh, went on a date and came back after spending a few hours with a young lady and he, and he came and on paper it looked very good in the first couple of dates he enjoyed very much but this day didn't well, it didn't go well and so he came to his mashgiach to discuss what should we do, what should he do should he continue with the shidduch or maybe drop it because it wasn't going well and so in the course of the conversation the mashgiach ascertained that the fellow hadn't eaten lunch or dinner that day he was so busy, you know, getting dressed and going and traveling to another city you know. and he, he, he walked in, he was traveling on an empty tank so the Mashgiach said, cancel this day. It had no meaning whatsoever. Right? If you felt like, if you were completely unable to, you couldn't, you couldn't have connected with the young lady because you had, didn't have the ability to do so. You, you, your nefesh was, was not alive. You were dead. Right? So just pretend this date didn't happen. Right? Next time, go on a date with her, right? Right? whatever the next date is going to be. Make sure you get a, a decent meal before you go. You feel good and satisfied and healthy. And your nefesh will be alive, and then your nefesh will be able to connect. I don't know the end of the story, but <laughs> but that's but that's the important thing is the the approach, right? That, that's that's you have to do. Okay, so on the one hand, the Torah is a hard taskmaster, unrelenting in his demands, and on the other hand, is this feasible? What does it lead to? Right, right. We can point to maybe a few giants in our history who were able to satisfy all of their needs and, and, and learn Torah, Yom and Valayla and the Vilna Gon didn't do anything except learn Torah, Seder but we're not expected to be at this point in our development anyway, or maybe never in our development 
like there's only God. So this leads people to one of two conclusions. Some people just run away from the system. And they say, this is not for me. This is going to make me crazy. This is going to make me into a, into a nervous wreck. This is going to make me something. This is going to be un, it's an un, unhealthy for me to try to even live this way. And some people will resign themselves to saying, okay, the Torah system, the yeshiva system, is basically hypocritical. They teach me things that they don't really expect me to do. And therefore, you know, okay, I just won't pay attention. And I'll live my life and, you know, I'll, you know, and I'll get along. So the shmuz that we're giving today is based on a article, on a mimer in the works of Rabbi Yosef Leibloch, the Rosh Yeshiva, that tells Yeshiva back in, tells in, in Lithuania, around the area of World War One, And he introduces a couple of concepts which we'd like to share with you. First he says that he has a girsa, or at least he has a, from other sources, when we said before that kol mishem is batel Torah, whoever is batel the Torah, whoever nullifies, doesn't spend his time learning Torah, but he puts in a couple of words. Shalolet sorech. If you do it without a need, then you have a problem. Then you're negating HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If you do it Shiloh Litzorach, and you're negating HaKadosh Baruch Hu, he explains because you're giving importance to something other than the fact that there is one purpose to our lives. There's one purpose in our lives, and that is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's what he put us here for. And that everything we do 24-7 has to be geared towards serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But he says the Mizbatul Torah is Shiloh Litzorach if there's no need. But if there is a need, so then not only is it not a bitl of Torah, but then it becomes something which is an imperative to do. As we said, the nefesh has many needs. Psychic, emotional needs, connected with the body, so the fact that if you don't satisfy the needs of the body, you're not going to satisfy the needs of the nefesh. And then, when the nefesh isn't happy, so then it cannot become properly involved in the Avodah Hashem. The nefesh needs to have the, the food, the nourishment. Right? And as I said, it could be right, things that we need to, to, right, to give us a sense of being truly alive. Friendship. Right? Hanging out with friends. Spending time with people, making connections with people. That is an important need that every... Some people have it more and some people have it less. But on one level or another, everybody has a need to have friends. Everybody has a need for love. Everybody has a need for warmth. Everybody has such a need. People need to go out in the woods and, and take a long walk and breathe in the fresh air and see the beauty of nature. This is something which gives people a sense of life, of vitality. And this is an important part of what we do. Right? Right? We're going to go on a teal tomorrow. That's why we go on a teal. Right? You think that, that that's... Litzorech or low litzorech? If it's, if it's, I've got news for you. If it's low litzorech, right, find another yeshiva. Right? Then, you know, we're doing you a disservice. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're taking it's going to waste time, take a day off of it. But it's litzorech. Right? We believe it's litzorech. We believe that it's going to satisfy certain needs of the nefesh, which are very, very important. To spend time together, to exercise, to, be a, to do activities together. These are things which are, which, which, which are very important. And so therefore, the nefesh needs to be satisfied. We have to care through our bodies, 
and we have to care for our nefesh. There's another element of the nefesh, and we spoke about the nutrition of the nefesh, but there's also the element of exercising the nefesh. Exercising the nefesh means Hashem created us with certain abilities, certain things that we can do in a creative way, certain things that are important for us, certain skills, certain parts of us that are important for us to develop. Whether it be in some kind of creative activity, in art, in music, in, in, in some kind of thing, right? intellectual needs that we have, right? that Kodesh Baruch Hu wants us to use the kochos that he gave us in order to strengthen ourselves, in order to be able to express ourselves, in order to bring us to the full potential of what we are meant to be. Because all of those kochos that we have, a person knows how to write well, a person knows how to sing well, a person knows how to uh, to do kinds of things. A person is good at sports and this is a kind of a creative outlet for him because it helps him develop parts of himself that, 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 that need to be developed. All of those things are, are part of who you are and in order for us to do the Avodah Hashem that we are supposed to do, we have to come to Hashem as fully developed as we possibly can because Hashem needs us to serve Him with all of the kofos that he gave us, with all of the kalim that he gave us. He didn't give us parts of ourselves to be squelched and say depressed and say, no, those are things I'm not going to, be, I'm not going to pay attention to. Right? And we'll find that the person who does that, so something is missing inside of him. And we've seen over and over again in the yeshiva, we told the story many, many years ago, Guy came knocking on the yeshiva. We were still in an old building someplace, not, not in this beautiful, fancy building. And he came, he was studying in another yeshiva, and he was a drummer. By That's what he liked to do, and that's what he knew how to do. And the yeshiva that he was in didn't let him, that, that, no, that's not for you. Right? You came to learn in yeshiva. We don't have drums in yeshiva. So he came and knocked on the door. He said, maybe you guys can help me. If you guys can't help me, I'm taking off my yarmulke and I'm going back to uh, where, where I was before. So, right, we, we, we did it, right? We, we, we found him a, an old drum, you know, practice drum set that somebody had around and donated, and we found a place in the basement where he wouldn't be doing, uh, drive people crazy by, by drumming at uh, <coughs> hours, and, and that saved him, right? Because that was a need that he had to express himself, to develop a certain talent that he had, and because he, he, he was able to do that, he went on to become a fine mentor, right? a family, and, that, and uh, family, the Torah family the way that it's supposed to be. So we have here two parts of it. We have to have the, we have to feed the, the, the nefesh, we have to develop the nefesh. And these are parts of us that if we want to be over Hashem, we have to have those things. So what is Lutzorch? And how do we define our Litzorah? Does anything go? Okay. I feel a need to do this, I feel a need to do that, right? Is it anything? Right. Does that justify, you know, I feel a need to take three days off from Yeshiva. Right. I have this need, right? Or maybe not. Right. Something more practical, you know. I feel a need to, uh, I always use this example, you know, to look at dinner at the, 
in yeshiva and say, "Been in yeshiva? The shawarma place looks better for me." Right? Of course, if you go out for a shawarma, you miss night seder. But okay, that's a sacrifice that many people are willing to make. But, but, it's, right? but is that a litzorich or is that not a litzorich? You gotta, you know, that, that, and that is a, and that is not something that's simple. Not, sometimes it is a tzorach. But how do we decide what is a tzorach and what is not a tzorach? So here, Rabbi Yosef Leibloch in the Shuri Das introduces the idea of the concentric circles. This is the core of his idea. The core of his idea is that if you look, there's a center point. The center point is the foundation of the world. That center point is Kulo, is entirely Torah or spirituality, right? And and that's all that exists at that point in that world. Right? And from that, everything else comes out. There are people who have developed themselves to the point where all of their needs, all of their nefesh needs, are met by activities which are defined in the center point. They have refined themselves and they have developed their spirituality to the point where learning Torah, doing mitzvahs, davening, doing chesed for people, that satisfies every possible need. They don't need to read books and they don't need to go to the beach and they don't need to go for shmarmas and they don't need to do anything else, right? Or they don't need to play the drums. They don't need anything. Everything that they have, everything is satisfied by that in that center point. But that's very, very few. Then there are, there's a circle around that. And there's a circle around that. The inner circle has a certain amount of activities which are not defined as absolutely mitzvahs in Torah, right? but, but you know, a certain limited amount. And there are people who have developed and grown to the point where they only need a limited amount. They're not the Vilna Gaon, they can't do everything, but they only need a limited amount. And then there's a wider circle, people who need more kinds of activities, to satisfy their nefesh, and if they don't have those activities, so then as we described, there'll be something depressed, there'll be something squelched within them. Broader circles and broader circles. Of course, the point of the circles is is that they're all around the center point. Right? They're not out in space someplace. The circles are there because it's how I relate to the, to the center point. And the goal is to satisfy my obligations in Torah mitzvahs. However, I happen to be a guy and a guy who needs to play the music, or I need to read the book, or I need to write something, or I need to draw pictures, I need to do to draw you know, to do some things like that. That's my circle, and my as an outer circle. Everybody has to find, and this is the key to defining what's litzorech, but what's litzorech for you? What do I need, right? Which if I don't do it, so then I'll be depriving myself of something important. But if I do more than that then I'll be engaged in an activity which is shalolet sorech, I don't really need it. And once I decide, once I, if I do things that I don't really need, that aren't important for me, so then I'm already in the category of people who are kofer big ikar, kofer nakodesh baruchu. Because, so we have to be able to define the circle. That becomes a very important thing. Where am I holding? What's, good, what's true for me? So you look at, maybe you have a roommate who's a big masmid and he sits and you see him in the base midrash, you know, 12 hours a day, and you say, I can't, you know, that's, look, I can't live like that. Maybe, and you can't. Maybe you have to be in the base midrash only 
Crusader time, eight hours a day, six hours a day, whatever, whatever, your, whatever is the obligation of, the, of, of your, your, whatever the yeshiva is, right? You look around you and say, oh, that guy is involved in all kinds of activities, involved in organizations and things, and he's organizing things, right? I don't need that. Maybe, maybe that's good, but maybe it's good for him, it's not good for me. I don't need that. So, one thing we have to understand is that we have to be able to look for and define, right? Another important point is that a person who finds his circle and identifies it should know that in the course of time it's quite likely that his circle will become smaller. As a person lives his life according to the way the Torah wants to live his life and he develops himself the way he needs to be developed, he'll find that Maybe he needs less of those activities. He's going to come a little bit closer to the center because he's going as he develops and learns more Torah and does more mitzvahs and he has a closer relationship with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, He'll find that you know things that I used to need I don't need anymore. I can I can I can do without them. Uh, I don't need those things anymore. Right? I used to. I mean, personally, when I was a kid, I, used, I read every book in the library. Right? I used to read. That, that was the kind of kid I was. Right? And, and that was a need. Right? Something you know. I, now I don't need you know. I, I I do with a lot less. Why? Because over the course of time, the circle gets smaller, right? And one finds more and more satisfaction in activities which are directly related to the Torah, mitzvahs, and, and and other spiritual activities. So how do we determine this? One thing that's very one one suggestion that I have is Bloch points this out. He says, well, it seems that I made things easier for you guys in the book, right, in, in, in the lecture that he was giving, the schmooze, because I said, okay, you can do this, you can do that, you can do all kinds of things. But if I'm circumscribing your, your ability to do things right, by saying, oh, but if you stray outside your circle, you're in trouble. So that means every time you think of doing something, you're going to have to have a, a whole, you know, like this, and talk to your chavrusa and talk to your rebbe. You know, should I or shouldn't I? Should I or shouldn't I? Do I need this? Do I don't need this? And you're going to spend your whole life trying to figure out what your circle is before not live in your circle. So that's a problem, right? So he says he's going to be mekel. He'll be lenient. If you have a suffix, if you don't know for sure whether something is important in your circle or not, try it. Trial and error. Because once you try it, you'll be able, if you're honest with yourself, you'll be able to judge. That was something I really needed. That felt good. Right? The fact that I spent an hour schmoozing with my friend, that satisfied a need that I have. That I really, I really feel, good, feel good about that connection that I made. I, I feel good about it. On the other hand, sometimes you'll spend an hour schmoozing with your friend, and at the end of the hour... You say, "Well, what a waste of time! What, what an empty experience!" Uh, you know, I, I, I could have used my time better. That, 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 that was really not. That was just satisfying. It's a hard to waste time. Right? You go to you go to the to, to the shawarma place. Sometimes I say, "You know, I was really hungry and I was really upset and I was really, you know, I needed it. That that, that gave me a boost. You know, the whole week, right? I'm, I feel much better now." Right? Or you go and say, "You know something." You know, we were hanging out there in the shawarma place and we were making stupid jokes and we were talking about stupid things and I was wasting my time. I felt that as being an empty experience. I'm, 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 that's not for me. I don't need that. You know, I see now that I don't need that. Okay, so the next time, you know, the, your buddies come and say, you know, you want to go for shawarma? You say, no. 
no, I learned my lesson, you know. And it may, 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 may take more than one time to learn the lesson. I'm not saying everybody's such a, such a genius that will learn all the lessons all at once. But those are the kinds of things that when we pay attention and we say, I, you know, let's try it, let's see it. Do I need, do I don't need? And then you learn. And then as you learn, you learn more about yourself. You're able to adjust yourself and put yourself into that circle which is really you. And the person who puts himself into the circle that is really him, then he has a sense of, he's satisfying his needs, he's exercising his, his potential, he's developing his skills, he's, he's, he's being creative in his life in, in all kinds of areas, and a person who's creative in all kinds of other areas will be creative in Torah as well. A person who doesn't learn how, how to be creative in, in other areas so we say, okay, we're going to learn Torah. Be creative. Think about a chiddush. Think, think of think of a kasha. Oh, the guy doesn't know how to think. The guy doesn't. The guy has never exercised that muscle. So if you haven't exercised that muscle, so then when it comes to Torah, you'll find yourself also right, weak and unable to do things. But if a person has developed and used the, the muscles in such a way that he can, so then he'll be able to when the time comes truly be learning Torah in a creative way, in a way which gives him so much satisfaction that at the end of the day, he'll say, wow, like learning Torah is so satisfying that you know other things that I used to think is, are, were, were, that, that did satisfy me are not so important anymore. That's the palis magal reglecha. The, 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 the Pesach says in, in, in Mishle, palis, find, search out for yourself a circle, magal. Find out your circle. A person who finds a circle, who lives a circle, who knows a circle, so then he will be on his way to being an Oved Hashem with every part of his body, with his with his goof, with his nefesh, and with his neshama, and with that, with a Hashem, we can be successful in coming closer and closer to our